The Fantasy Football Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me tonight is my buddy, Keith Fleming from Fantasy and Frames. How are we doing, sir? Happy Friday. Doing good, man. Just trying to mentally prepare myself for the marathon tomorrow of watching U.S. Men's Soccer at 10 a.m. Okay. and then my Georgia Bulldogs at... 3.30 in the SEC title game. Hopefully the afternoon will not be as stressful as I know the soccer game will be at 10 a.m. Soccer games are brutal, man. They really are. Uh, especially if you're betting on them, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's a, maybe an easier opportunity to, to pick a perfect score, uh, but those sweating it out, I mean, it, game can you know go on full tilt at any moment. So uh, not, not a big soccer guy. You know, I'm, I'm definitely one of the people that are, you know, the outside looking in, you know, kind of over the perch like, hey, you guys, you guys having fun over there with soccer? That's cool. All right, right on. I'm just waiting for week three fantasy football. No big deal. <laughs> just hoping just hoping all my players are healthy this week. You know, exactly. Fing, fingers crossed. I think I have a, a roster with like eight teams with the Q or, or eight players oh. with the Q next to it. It's just like, man, come on. Hopefully those are teams that have already wrapped up a playoff spot, uh, which I can't say that. I don't know if I have any no. of those this year. Yeah, I'm in one league where it's like super competitive. I was in third last week and I took a brutal loss and now I'm in sixth. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, it's tough. You know, just like really even dead up at the top. So. But excited to be in here talking some fantasy with you. Uh, it's been a long day and a good day, so let's uh, get right into it here. We're going to dive in with our starter sit questions. Of course, you know you, uh, you want to go ahead and throw your questions into the chat, and we will definitely throw them up on the board and get them answered. And we'll have some ROS battles for the rest of the season and for the fantasy playoffs as well, as well as some over-under projection picks uh, for Week 13. All right, let's dig in. So first up, Big news this week, of course, Deshaun Watson is coming back to the Cleveland Browns. They spent they spent a pretty penny on him, so they're, they're going to get their uh, they're going to get their money's worth going forward. He gets Houston on the road. Are you going with Deshaun Watson on the comeback or the resurrection of Mike White at Minnesota, coming off a big week? I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's Mike White for me. Uh, I mean, the Texans. I believe in karma. I think this game's going to be close, uh, and if the Browns are smart, they're going to run it down their throat because the Texans are. The worst run defense maybe in the last decade. I mean, it's awful. The Vikings have allowed opposing quarterbacks score 20 points or more in five of their last six. So you can definitely get out after them that way. Uh, I expect Garrett Wilson also to have a big game. The Vikings allowed 12 receptions to DeAndre Hopkins, Tyree Kill, and Stephon Diggs, which is just ridiculous. And they've also given up four touchdowns to tight ends in their last six. So I, I believe in Mike White. I think the Jets are a good team who – Unfortunately for Jets fans, their quarterback that they drafted last year at number two, mm -hmm. it was a mess with them. And we saw immediately, even in a rainy game, just the upgrade that Mike White brought to this offense. And it's not really a one-year wonder. He did this last year before he got injured, where he was really good in that four-game stretch. Mm -hmm. I mean, even Elijah Moore, uh, you know, made a, a, an appearance last week. So I, I, I believe it or not, like Mike White more this week. And with their schedule, I actually kind of like Mike White more moving forward uh, than I do with Deshaun Watson because there's just so many unknown variables. We'll see what the Browns' offense is going to be. But I'm with you that I think 
they're going to give him every chance to shine because they've spent so much money on him. And this is what Stefanski's wanted as a QB mm-hmm. that can kind of make them not such a run heavy offense. I, I do think that Watson will uh, have some QB design runs. You had mentioned the Houston defense being a very friendly to the running game. I think that will be a narrative, you know, for Watson this week, but I just, just keeping it simple, you know, you have obviously no numbers on Watson this season. He hasn't played in a while, but you look at the Houston defense, they're a top three defense to quarterbacks in fantasy football. Like, it's not a QB-friendly matchup all season long, partly because their run defense has been right. bad. And then you look at the Vikings, they're a top-six friendly matchup to quarterbacks in fantasy. You had mentioned all those stats. I love Garrett Wilson for an anytime touchdown this week. I got to say, I got I to gotta give a wag of my finger. No good to the SGPN crew, guys. We've got Deshaun Watson at QB 13. I'm a little disappointed. Wow. I'm a little disappointed. My ranking, I'm the one holding him back. I have him at 23. I think I've that's got, more fair than 13 because then that's a real gamble and a bad matchup. And we don't know what they're going to be with Deshaun Watson. Exactly. And it's week 13. Like <laughs> there's no way you can afford to miss on your quarterback spot this week, guys. We got to bring it home. We've got playoffs. fantasy playoffs to make. Yep. We've got buys to earn, you know, like I don't get it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have Mike White, like, you know, light years right. higher than him. I have him at quarterback 19. I think it's a great opportunity. He's just not someone that I, that I have in fantasy. Like, you know, he's definitely a good DFS play. You know, if you're if you're playing like some DFS or underdog battle royales or whatever that may be, he's a he's a good streaming option in that sense. But you know, I, I don't have any shares of him or Watson for that matter, actually. But I there's no way that I can say, yeah, go go ahead, roll out Deshaun Watson. Go ahead. Deshaun Watson's a top 10 QB this week. I I just can't do it. We usually do uh, uh, one quarterback or one position for the start sits, but because Watson was coming back, we wanted to throw that one in, and it was really just an opportunity to you know. shit on him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one up, uh, our, uh, a friendly matchup to us, my quarterback in Justin Fields and your quarterback in Marcus Mariota, maybe not so much, but we got Justin Fields versus Green Bay or Marcus Mariota versus Pittsburgh. I mean, to me, it's not even a question. Mariota, it's been a nice story. Uh, mm-hmm. Arthur Smith, I, I keep saying this to my friends that are like, oh, we're we're winning, kind of. Uh, the Mariota experiment's been fun. Mm-hmm. We've seen what he is. He's actually gotten worse and more turnover, you know, prone as the season's gone on. That, that mm-hmm. pick in the end of the Washington game last week was just awful. I'm at a point where I'm ready to see Ritter, but I know Fields has got the injury concerns, but this is a Packers team that has been torched by running uh, quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Jones had 37 yards, Josh Allen 49, and then obviously uh, Devonta, or, or excuse me, Jalen Hurts, 157 yards just last week. Uh, eight runners have a rush of 25 yards or more versus his defense this year, and they've given up 13 rushing touchdowns. And I tell people I, I treat Justin Fields basically like a running back. Yeah, uh, sure. I expect him to easily – outdo Marcus Mariota. If the Falcons mm. are going to have success this week, which I don't think they're going to, the problem is the Steelers are a really good run D and Mariota has not thrown for more than 200 yards in like, I think it's seven straight games. So mm. I'm actually hoping this is the game where they bring Ritter in. Uh, so obviously I'm going to go with Fields. Well, I would say it's a good matchup to bring Ritter in um, in the sense that the Steelers are a very Terrible. bad matchup. Yep. Yeah, like they they are allowing the second most receiving touchdowns and passing touchdowns this season. So they're a very good matchup for, for quarterbacks. It's just that Marcus Mariota isn't a pass-heavy quarterback, right? Like we're always saying like, oh, well, Marcus Mariota has a safe floor because he runs the ball and the Steelers have a good run defense in general. I'm only getting on to Fields on this one. Fields is my pick. I have him at quarterback 10 this week because he has a full clean bill of health. 
and it hasn't felt like the Bears have wanted to win any games. Fields is that dog, man. He wants to beat the Packers. This could potentially be the last time that Aaron Rodgers plays the Bears. He wants to win. He wants to beat the Packers. There's a funny video from, um, what was it, Fields' rookie season in, in training camp where he said one of his buddies from Ohio State got traded to the wrong team. And the coach is like, what do you mean the wrong team? He got, he got drafted, didn't he? He's like, yeah, but he got drafted to the Packers, bro. <laughs> like, he is bought into our culture from day one. He's, he's bought into the nitty-gritty Chicago bear-down culture. So I, I love him this week. The Packers, they're a, a top-six uh, matchup to rushing quarterbacks. They've allowed the sixth most, most excuse me, rushing yards to the quarterback position. You had mentioned the, the guys that had done it. Of, of course, Jalen Hurts most recently. So with that, I'm, I'm rolling with him. But I have Mariota at QB 16. Like, I'm starting Marcus Mariota over Deshaun Watson. And oh, even Mike, and even Mike White, even Mike White, because I, I still feel that, like, but... yeah, it's, I still feel like there's there's a little bit more up in the air with Mike White. Like he still could th throw a turnover. He's going on the right. road. He had kind of like that moment where it's like, all right, it's my show now. He's still a guy that's gonna sling it, right? And that's that can be good and bad for fans, right? Right? When for you sure. sling, sling the rock around, and it's also the Jets, man. Like Jets are gonna jet. <laughs> all right, next up here, I this one is. To me, is very easy, but on a name brand basis, I people may not trust my advice. Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams this week. Which which way are you going? So again, this is PPR, correct? Correct. I'll lean Kamara slightly because it's PPR. Obviously, if it was not, I would do Jamal Williams because mm -hmm. I mean Williams is now number one in red zone touches. He's number one in touchdowns. He's had an absurd. We talked. He was my median play on the uh, DK uh, podcast last night because. Nice. He's seen 24 red zone touches in just the last five games. I mean, that's outrageous. If the Lions get the ball in the red zone, they're mm -hmm. giving it to Williams. But I, it's it's just Kamara's ability to run the ball and catch passes, which is the big thing. And this Bucks D is not the same run D that it has been. In just the last seven games, the Browns had 34 carries for 189 yards, two touchdowns. Mm -hmm. The Ravens, 33 for 231 and a touchdown. Carolina, 27 for 173 and a touchdown. Atlanta, 31 for 151 and a touchdown. I know the Jags have been really bad on defense, and I mm -hmm. do believe that if the Lions, you know, if they're going to score points, that's great for Williams. He's going to score rushing touchdowns. They get in the red zone. Williams is going to get the ball. That's a given. But I just – I like Kamara's floor if it's a PPR league just because I think he can catch passes. Uh, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago – I don't know why I'm blanking on the Seattle. Kenneth Walker had six receptions mm -hmm. uh, against this Bucks D. So I do think Kamara does enough in the receiving game to where I slightly lead to him. But if this was a standard, I would be going Jamal Williams and not even blink. I'm not even blinking and going the other way. I'm going Jamal. He has more multi-touchdown games this season than he does with games with zero touchdowns. <laughs> That's crazy. Out of 11 games, seven of them, he scored a touchdown. In five of them, he scored multiple touchdowns. And in four of them, he hasn't scored a touchdown. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. More multi-touchdown games than games with no touchdowns. And, and that's just a really safe floor. Like that game is going to have a ton of positive game flow. There's going to be a lot of points scored on both sides. And if they're in the in the scoring zone, if they're in the red zone, like you met, like you said, Jamal Williams will be that guy. And because of that safe uh, touchdown floor, I'm I'm rolling with him. I don't I don't feel like I can leave him on my bench. In an, an important week like week 13, obviously that's difficult when you're, you know, you have a guy like Alvin Kamara. Right, you spent capital, yeah. Exactly. You spent a lot of capital on him, but guess what? That was 
14 <laughs> weeks ago. That was, that was 14, 15 weeks ago. We're, we're you didn't expect now. Andy Dalton to be the quarterback of that team either. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. And, and that's the other thing too, is like Taysom Hill can come in and play, you know, um, Badger any, any minute vulture, and, you know, yeah. and just vulture a touchdown on the goal line. So uh, it's, it's really tough for me to get him in my lineup. I have Tampa Bay with the fourth fewest uh, fantasy points to running back. So if they've kind of averted from that in recent games, that that's okay. It could be a, a trend for maybe like a DFS play for him. But in my fantasy lineups where I'm again, hunting for the fantasy playoffs, looking for a buy, Kamara would be on my bench over uh, Jamal Williams for sure. All right, next up we have wide receiver position. This one's tough. I have these guys right next to each other in my rankings. Tyler Lockett at the Rams or Brandon Ayuk at home versus Miami. I have them at 18 and 19 respectively. In favor so for of me, this is we're just talking about it's playoff time, right? So give me mm-hmm. the consistency. Lockett, he scored in four straight, yep. uh, six touchdowns in his last seven, double figures in nine of his 10 games. And he's facing a Rams D without Aaron Donald, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think we can underestimate how big that's going to be for a defense that's already been terrible against the pass this year. So now you're taking away their best pass rusher, best, you know, disruptor. In their last four games, 12 receivers have caught four passes or more against this team, 19 receivers with three receptions or more while giving up six passing touchdowns in those games. I just mm-hmm. think Lockett is guaranteed to get three, four receptions, and that's that's literally his floor. And, again, he just seems to be, for whatever reason, even though DK Metcalf is the giant target, he's the guy that Geno keeps, you know, finding in the end zone. So. Mm-hmm. I like Ayuk's upside more, but again, for postseason, when there's not a real big difference in these two guys, I'm going to go with the guy that has just been more consistent. Uh, you know, really all season, Lockett's actually had a very sneaky good year. Yeah, I have really no argument there. I think that both they're both great starts. The just to you know beat the Ayuk drum a little bit here. Uh, Debo's beat up, CMC's beat up. Obviously, Elijah uh, Elijah Mitchell went back to the IR. So for the uh, the 49ers this week, I you know I. Yeah, for the 49ers. I do like Ayuk and Kittle. Definitely Kittle for sure. It's a great matchup for the tight end position going up against the Dolphins. Those would be my two top guys, but, you know, it's still Friday night. You know, we may get better in- info on CMC. So for me, it's it's really like a, a you know, a 13th hour type of call, you know, b- between the two. But I will agree with you and lean in favor of Lockett. Even the matchups are so close. The mm-hmm. Rams are allowing 21.2 fantasy points to wide receivers. The Dolphins are allowing 21.1. <laughs> and that, the one good thing for Ayuk that I will say is if the Dolphins can get up, which I don't see the Rams getting up uh, in the other mm-hmm. game versus the Seahawks, right. obviously that could end up being a big boom for Ayuk. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Kittle's one of my favorite plays this week for, for DK. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, again, to me at this time of the year, I don't want to make the big mistake, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to go with the guy that I know his floor is a little bit higher. I just don't want to give somebody a victory when the playoffs could be on the line. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I you, uh surprisingly though his numbers, you know, they're they're much higher in the, like the last four or five weeks. Yep. He kind of had a dud up against Arizona in Week Eleven, but uh, last week five catches. Uh, was it three weeks ago? Six uh, before the bye, six, seven, eight in Week Six, seven, eight. I mean, he, he's getting the opportunity, but you're you're not getting that like that booming production with consistency. I believe there's only been two weeks where Lockett's been a bust. That was Week One and Week six every other week in fantasy he has scored double digit fantasy points like super super safe and you know what the rams actually kind of hung around for a little bit last week up against Kansas city you know like maybe we get a little bit more action out of them this week i I believe wolford is going to be starting at quarterback Mm -hmm. yep so 
you know, maybe they'll be able to figure something out. I know they had, you know, interception in the end zone that went that went their way. So, you know, they may hang on, uh, hang, hang around for a while, I should say. And honestly, I trust Geno quite a bit. Like Geno's been one of the more accurate quarterbacks this season. So there's really not too much to hate there. All right, next up we have Hayden Hurst versus Kansas City or Evan Ingram at Detroit. It says so much about the mess that is the tight end position. If you don't have Mark Andrews or uh, Travis Kelsey, that these are the kind of questions that everybody's making right now. Mark Andrews has been a mess, I just want to say. True. It's That's the whole, true. It's the whole position other That's than fair. Kelsey. Other than Kelsey. That's fair. Yeah. Hayden Hurst right now is a top 10 PPR tight end, which is just right. mind-boggling. But – I'm still going to go with Ingram here. It, it's really the fact that Chase is coming back. I think Hurst, mm-hmm. you know, he's seen an uptick, obviously, the last few weeks. That has really been, you know, just the fact of the void that Chase has left, I think, mm-hmm. so more than anything. And despite the fact that I know Ingram, if you're an Ingram owner like myself, he's coming off five receptions for 26 yards his last three games. It's been tough. But the Lions have given up 28 receptions to starting tight ends over their last eight games, so that's pretty consistent. Four more receptions to the starting tight end in three of their last five and three touchdowns in that span. And, again, I we, we talked about this on the pod last night. I think this mm-hmm. Lions-Jags game is going to be a shootout. Like, both of those defenses yeah. are trash, mm-hmm. and it's in a dome. And I, I really do. I think it's going to be the sneaky kind of high-scoring game. And I think Evan Ingram – scores a touchdown this week. I can't say the same for Hayden Hurst, even though I do think the Bengals Chiefs game has a good chance to also being a high scoring affair. But yeah. I mean, you got Chase Higgins, Boyd, obviously Mixon. Mm-hmm. I just think Ingram's got a better chance, especially with the news that Zay Jones now has all of a sudden showed up on the injury report. Yeah. Like our favorite waiver wire, Greg. Terrible. Uh, I am oddly going with Hurst and it's because I have him for the anytime touchdown in that game or actually rather I have him for the first I have, I have him for the first touchdown as well uh, because of those uh, big targets that are going to be coming back I feel like there's going to be some more opportunity for him up against the Kansas City team that is going to be playing the uh, playing the Bengals hard there's yep. been a lot of uh, words exchanged over the yeah. last week or I should say the season um, but between these two teams they don't like each other they, they do not so I'm expecting you know Higgins and Chase to maybe get a little bit of a slower start. Not saying they're going to dud by any means. They're not going to uh, fall to goose egg p- potential. But I feel like you know it may take like halfway through the first quarter to really get things running because there's going to be a lot of adrenaline and a lot of at- intensity on both sides. So give me the uh, running backs and the tight ends on both sides to you know score touchdowns early and, and get the early production. And the Chiefs um, so blew leads in both games last year, to your point. So, like, the Bengals, it took a while for their offense to get going in both mm-hmm. of those games last year. Yep. And, again, that buoys your point that usually when offense struggles, where's the QB going to go to the yeah. security blank? I, I had the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, and I had Jamar Chase over the five-and-a-half catches. It took him the last possession <laughs> to get it. it, it I, I remember. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank After you. he had, like – 5,000 yards in the first game with three yeah. touchdowns. I know it's crazy. And then he's just like so slow. Cause I said the same thing. I was like, why is this number so low? Like, it's a playoff game. It's the AFC championship. And you think four this guys on him every play. Yeah. I was like, you think he's only going to have five catches or less? Like, come on. Are you kidding me? And then I was like, you know, just sweat beating down my face. No big deal. <laughs> uh, Hurst. Yeah. I got him at uh, tight end nine this week. Ingram at 13. I think I may need to move Ingram up though. I think you sold me on him. I, I don't, I don't have him over Hurst still. Hurst just been, at an unsafe position, he feels like a safe option. You yep. know what I mean? Like, no, he is. 
for for a while, you know, I felt the same way about David Njoku. I, I believe he's out this week. Dallas Goddard was another one of those safe plays. You know, you kind of felt behind Kelsey or Andrews, and now he's hurt, and it's just like, God, what do we have left? Zach Ertz was another one. Don't have him anymore. Like it's 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 rough. It's peanuts, brother. It's peanuts. It's terrible. Damn tight ends. All right, couple uh, left here. We're going into our flex positions. Uh, we got Isaiah Pacheco at the Bengals, Miles Sanders versus the Titans, or Deontay Johnson at Atlanta. What do you think? Man, this one's really tough. The Falcons are so bad versus wide receivers, so I, I would not blame anyone with going mm. with Deontay Johnson. George Pickens is one of my favorite DK plays this week. Okay. Sanders is the best fantasy player available, but has a really tough matchup. The Titans are back to that run defense that they just don't give you anything on the ground. Mm-hmm. So I like Pacheco here. Uh, the Bengals drop eight as much as any team in football, particularly when they play Mahomes, where they're just going to basically give you four to six yards rushing if you'll take it. And the mistake the Chiefs made in both games last year was they didn't take it. Like they did early in the game, and then they just went away from it. And Mahomes is trying to throw into literally dropping back eight-man coverages. So I just think Pacheco is going to get plenty of opportunities. I hope Andy Reid and that offense has learned from it. If they really want to win this game, which they need to, obviously, Mm -hmm. they're going to have to run the ball. And, I mean, Pacheco quietly – 53 carries over his last three games. So we've always asked for a Chiefs running back to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Pacheco appears to be the guy, which is really confusing because he wears 10. And with the Tyreek kill, it just it, it confuses me every time I see it. But I I, I, again, there's not, I don't think, a bad decision here. It's just Miles Sanders has a bad matchup. Deontay Johnson really mm-hmm. hasn't had a big game. And Pacheco has been pretty consistent the last few weeks. And again, the Bengals are going to give him every opportunity to run the ball. It's just whether or not the chiefs are smart enough to take it. Yeah. So breaking this down here, Deontay Johnson, no touchdowns on the season. He does, he does have quite a few targets. He's top 10 in the NFL in targets, but he's doing absolutely nothing with them. I still can't trust him up against Atlanta. And honestly, I, I, I over trusted Kenny Pickett last week. I, I had him scoring two passing touchdowns. Johnson dropped one in the end zone. Pickens dropped one in the end zone. And I think there was another one that was called back. So it's just tough for me to tail them. I, I agree with you. It's a great matchup for receivers, but I just don't uh, trust the quarterback. On to Miles Sanders. I don't trust the matchup. Miles Sanders isn't a PPR back. He doesn't catch a lot of uh, passes. That's how Samaj P. Ryan made his day last week right. and really stayed relevant. He did find Pater. Don't get me wrong, but Tennessee has allowed the fewest amount of rushing touchdowns this season to the running back position. It's not a good matchup. Sanders is a downhill runner. If he does catch a pass, it's more of just like a very like off-the-block type of slip and he's he doesn't you know take it for very far so i'm really just stuck with pacheco here i'm not concerned about melvin gordon but i feel like we should keep him in the back of our heads if we have different options they signed him for a reason exactly exactly but i i haven't been on him all year and you know just you know changing your jersey doesn't really do much for me you got to hang on to the ball it doesn't matter what scheme you draw up your hands have to stay on the ball exactly exactly gave pacheco 22 carries last week i gotta feel like they're you know they're trying to get him going Obviously, the efficiency wasn't there. He had under four yards per carry, but the two previous weeks, he was over five. So I'm going to trust him this week in a matchup that we both agree you know, should be pretty high scoring. And like I said, I trust the running backs and the tight ends on both sides for the early scoring and touchdowns because I feel like that's it's going to be kind of a feel-it-out process early on. And it's funny you mentioned about the, the the dropping eight into coverage watching that AFC championship last year where was- Mahomes was like standing there behind the line of scrimmage on, I think it wasn't the last possession. I think it was the second to last possession for like 
40 seconds. He looked like he didn't know what, I mean, like a deer in headlights. Like he's like, what is going on here? And they're not even rushing me. Like, I, they're, they're just, just basically like, just in, throw yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was great. It was good for me, especially if you have the Bengals. <laughs> All right. Next up here. Another tough one. Alan Lazard at Chicago, Cortland Sutton at Baltimore, or Brian Robinson Jr. at the New York Giants. What you got? So I don't want anything to do with the Broncos ever if I can avoid it uh, offensively this season, like literally anything. So Sutton's out. Uh, Lazard was one of the most consistent guys in fantasy, and he's still a really good receiver. But, man, mm. Christian Watson, seven touchdowns the last three weeks. Like it seems like there's been a changing of the guard, at least of the main receiving option Mm-hmm. For the Packers, they're running it better with both Jones and Dylan. So I'm going to go with Brian Robinson Jr. The Giants have arguably the worst linebacking core in the league. They're 29th in DVOA versus the run. Mm-hmm. Robinson has seen 59 carries the last three weeks. He caught a reception touchdown last week, which that's normally Antonio Gibson's deal. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not ever excited about somebody being dinged up, but seeing Antonio Gibson show up on the injury report, like if Brian Robinson ends up getting a huge workload, even more so than normal versus this Giants team, he could be mm-hmm. a real boom play. Uh, and the, the big thing for me about Robinson too, the Giants can't run away from anybody. Nine of their games have been one score games. So we don't have to worry about Washington getting down and getting a situation where Taylor has to fling it a bunch. They're going to be able to run the ball. I expect this game to be low scoring, a lot of running on both sides. And I just think Robinson is going to get 20-plus touches. And, again, I don't want anything of the Broncos, and I just don't know about Lazard because the Bears' defense has been such trash. I can see the Packers getting up early and just running Mm -hmm. it out. I think Robinson on volume alone is a good play, but I think he has a chance to have a really big week this, uh, this Sunday. So I agree with you, and you're and you're quite the intelligent man, staying away from the Denver Broncos. <laughs> couldn't couldn't have said it better. Took long enough, but oh no no no, I I was not on the rust train. That was that was a, a home run that I hit for sure. I had him starting out at um like QB QB fifteen, which I think was pretty fair coming into the season. Yeah, no, I, for sure. dude, I had him I 10, saw, which was way off. <laughs> I had so many people around me. It's top five. It's top oh. seven. I was like, guys, like. Come on now, like, and and I get it, like the 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 Peyton Manning right. correlations, the huge no, that upgrade, was true. Yep. the huge upgrade at the position. Like, I I get why people had that thought process, but you know, Mister Unlimited ain't so limit or is very limited. It, it was it's been Mister Unpopular of a, of a too. Nobody likes him. His <laughs> his former teammates, his current teammates, like, oh yeah, it, it's, you it's saw wild. Like, what was it? Half of uh half of the team didn't go to his birthday party that's or something rough. like that. I mean, I really that's something that like you look back to like kids, right? Like, you know, oh, yeah. if the quarterback of your peewee team has a birthday party, half the team doesn't show up. That's not good. That's 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 not that's not great. So we're left with Alan Lazard and Brian Robinson here. So I agree with you. You're, you're to your points with Brian Robinson and the Giants. Like he should have a lot of touches, but there may not be as much scoring. So with Alan Lazard, he won't have the same type of volume as any running back, period. Like he's not gonna have like over seven catches for sure. But I feel like he could find the end zone. So for me, it's it's who's going to find Paydirt, and I'm going to just lean with the guy that probably is going to have over 15 touches. You know, I'm I'm, I'm just going to play those numbers. I do think that Alan Lazard finds the end zone this week. Um, go, coming into last week, he did not have more than one game off of scoring a touchdown. Right, he did not have back to back games at any point this season without a touchdown. Now we're going into that this week. I feel like he's bound to uh, find Paydirt. Aaron Rodgers is healthy. He is good to go. He's going to be the starter here. If that's going to be the case, I still feel like Aaron wants to own Chicago. I feel like he wants to be <laughs> talking that trash in the end zone because I know my Bears brethren, brethren going to be. Sorry, I've been yelling at kids all day coaching <laughs> hockey, losing my voice today. But yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna be ready to go. He wants this game just as bad as Field. So I like I said, I like Lazard to find a touchdown this week, but the volume should benefit 
Robinson owners more so. So if you're looking at a situation like this, I, I'd go B Rob. And man, yeah, if Gibson is out or they say he will be limited or the snaps aren't going to be there, it's yeah, it's an absolute home run. All right, last one here. We've got Gus Edwards versus Denver, Traylon Burks at the Eagles, or Foster Morrow at uh no, I'm sorry, with the Chargers, with the Chargers. So you got a running back, you got a receiver, and you have a tight end. Can, can I select pass? No, uh yes. this is rough. Um, empty spot. The, yeah, no kidding, right? Like Again, I don't want anything of the Denver-Baltimore game. Uh, mm -hmm. The Ravens have really struggled uh, just closing out games and, and just with their offense as a whole. We obviously know the Broncos mess of it, but the Broncos have a great defense. And I just mm – -hmm. I think the Ravens are going to have a really hard time moving the ball on them. Uh, Moreau's a tight end, you know, at best a third option in that offense. So kind of by default, even though, again, it's not a great matchup because the Eagles have two really good corners on the outside, but I'm going to go with Traylon Burks. He's seen at least six targets in each game since he's came back from the IR. Mm -hmm. uh, 11 receptions, 181 yards in the last two games, and also for somebody who had him as one of his DFS plays last week, thank God he recovered that fumble that Henry had in the end zone. I love freaking Don't even get like me that. started on that. Don't <laughs> even get me started. I lost a week because of oh, that. Oh, that's I brutal. So one team, like one team I had both of them, and so it was just like, all right, cool, whatever. Right. I, yeah. I got the yardage, and then I got the touchdown for another yeah. guy. Cool, right? I had another team where Henry lost it, and I lost by like four. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is terrible. I was losing my mind. And I thought I had it won. The guy had Miles Sanders. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like coming into Monday. I'm just hanging out. I'm like, all right. Got all my W's all set. And I look at the score. I'm like, oh, He was around no. for 400 yards. Oh, no. Uh. The, the other thing is, I think A.J. Brown has a monster game this week. I, I think this is the Eagles. Like, I really do. I think the Eagles are the best team in football. They've mm -hmm. kind of lost their way, probably because they were on cruise control. I expect right. them to lay the smack down this week. I know they're going to have a hard time running the ball, but, man, that Titans secondary is trash. And I really expect A.J. Brown in a revenge game. He's upset that he got traded. He's made it very vocal about that. I think they're going to make it a point to get him the ball. And, again, that just means Tennessee gets down. They have to get away from the Derrick Henry. We're going to run the ball, which is a way to attack mm -hmm. the Eagles. And so I just think Burks, again, on volume. And he's a talented receiver. I think, he, he again, he's going to see six to eight targets and probably puts up 70 yards, gets a touchdown, then we're talking about a really good flex play. Yeah, just going to uh, pour over the A.J. Brown take there. Absolutely love it. Give me 10-plus catches. Give me over the century mark and an anytime touchdown. The dude's going to be an absolute stud this week. Titans giving up the second most fantasy points to the wide receiver position. It's an absolute smash in yep. your DFS, your underdogs, whatever, daily fantasy lineups. He is a must-own. Key revenge game. Also, Jeff Wilson Jr. too and Mike McDaniel. That's true. Just heads up. <laughs> but I like that I like that our uh, our weekly picks are, are very similar. The A.J. Brown, the Kittle. Um, I also have uh, Joe Burrow for over two touchdowns this week. Oh, yeah, love Burrow this week. All right, so where, do, where did I go here? Already lost my spot. I'm going with Burks as well. Just really keeping it simple. Denver Broncos, really good against the run. Foster Morrow versus the Chargers, desperation play. Philly's going to be up. Game flow is going to be there. They're going to be playing from behind, whether Henry's touching the ball or not. They're going to need points. They're going to have to pass the ball. Traylon Burks is the most, most athletic receiver on the roster, potentially the second most athletic <laughs> player. only receiver, yeah. Yeah, probably the the <laughs> the second most athletic behind Derrick Henry on the, on the entire uh, offense. So I like him a lot. I just feel like the game flow will push touches his way. It, it's it's that simple. All right, we are going to have a quick word from our sponsors. We're going to pay a few bills here, and then we're going to come back and answer some questions from the chat, uh, the one we have on here, and then 
our friend uh, Panan as well. So we'll be right back after this. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet that you want to make. Great promos, great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. And we're back with the underdog fantasy. And if you haven't signed up already, you can still get a 100% deposit match up to $100 when you use promo code SGPN. Just go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit match. Underdog is great for their weekly battle royale format as well as getting an early start with their playoff best ball. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, let's answer some of these questions here. We are going to get into an ROS conversation. So our guy in the chat here, YTS Cello, I don't know. I got nothing on that pronunciation, pal. He's asking a better start for the playoffs. So a good rest of the season question here. James Conner or Devin Singletary, uh, I got to trust Singletary. I know that, you know, you had some of these other running backs out working them on Thursday night football, but in a short week, and I think a pretty friendly matchup against the Patriots overall, it was a good opportunity for that to see what you're going to get out of those guys going forward. But I like Devin Singletary more, better offense, more trustworthy quarterback. I don't have the schedule up in front of me here, but I, you know, I don't really think it's going to matter. I, I really don't trust the Cardinals right now. I've been off Kyler Murray. Um, D hop is really the only guy that I trust in that offense right now. Probably Hollywood Brown. I, I, I yeah, I, I could get on board with Hollywood Brown now that he's healthy. But uh, it's it's tough with James Conner. I don't even know if he'll be he- healthy the whole time. The dude just loves to get hurt. I don't trust any Cardinals late in the season. It was something I was really on preseason. We'll mm-hmm. see if it still you know plays out that way. But Kyler Murray historically has fallen off a cliff, and so has this offense. The last four or five games of the season. I don't know if that's because he's small, he gets banged up. What it is, but I mean it's a trend. Like all three seasons, his numbers through like week eleven are great. And then they just – so I would avoid staying away from Carter. And I'm with you. Anytime – I mean, I know it's not a great running offense, but anytime you get the number one back and basically the number one offense in football, sign me up. I, I think that's definitely the play. But yeah. if you can get James Cook, I would go pick him up for insurance. That's a good call. That's a good call. Najee or Latavius, I'm assuming that's for this week. And, man, options not to have. Uh, I'll have to get an update on Najee. I am someone He is that, cleared. They said oh, he's, he's going to play. Yep. No, no tag me, or but- nothing. That's good for me, pal. So I'll tell you that right now. Suck it, Benny Snell owners. <laughs> Eat it. Sorry, not happening. I didn't get no. the Snell thing anyway. Like I thought it was going to be warm if Harris was out because they didn't talk so much. I guess that's it. But Benny yeah. Snell is banged up as well. Like he, he saw a few snaps. Uh, I like Najee this week. Again, the Falcons, my Falcons, God almighty. They're, they're just a treasure trove to running backs, receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, you name it. I'd be shocked if Harris doesn't either find the end zone or at least put up 70 plus yards to where we talked about it 
uh, you know, the Ravens defense is good. Like they, they were historically bad the first few weeks, but man, mm. you look since then, they've been really impressive. We don't trust Broncos. No, not at all. I'm not taking that ride. No, thanks. I'll get the next one. <laughs> we'll see you. All right. Keep it moving. No, I'm, I'm not on Latavius. If I'm not, if I'm not starting Cortland Sutton, I'm not, I'm not touching Latavius Murray. And, and, and as someone who's not starting Cortland Sutton, I fully believe he'll get like five to seven catches still. Like yeah. I, 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 I fully believe that to happen. I just don't want any part of it. <laughs> I, I, for all I know, he'll fumble the ball twice. You know what right. I mean? Like what, what was Stevenson doing last night? Like, what the hell was that all about, pal? Like, come on, man. Twice. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, I'm going to make good things. I was saying about him. I was, I was banging the Stevenson drum on your show a couple weeks back. Right. I mean, come on guys killing me. Appreciate the target. So pal, appreciate yeah, that for sure. Yeah. I'll take what I can get. Uh, yeah. Najee for me, if, if that's the case, if he's clean, to, if he's clean build and good to go, I'm running with him. He was getting a lot of more mm -hmm. touches. They were really refocusing the offense around him when all the Jalen Warren talk was kind of coming out. Like, well, Jalen Warren could take over Najee Harris this week. Nah, sit back. Just, just settle. First in. round pick. They're, they're going to run him into the ground and right. Exactly. So. Like, I guess so. I'm getting really upset about all that. Everyone keeps telling me like, Hey man, deal with it. Football teams don't care about football players. I'm a, Bullshit. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Roquan fan, so I'm still a little hurt. You know, right. I get it. It's a business, good business decision. But man, like if you don't pay him, who the hell do you pay? Exactly. Yeah, no, who's I'm gonna get you. a check? Like <laughs> someone that's just been there doing all the right things, saying Falcons all the right did things. did it with Grady Jarrett, which a lot of people question. Why are you paying a guy when you know your team's not that great? And I'm like, mm. because he's one of the best D linemen in the league. He's young, and who else are you gonna pay? Right. Exactly. If, if so, so I was getting in conversation with somebody like, Oh, you know, it's great that Jack Sanborn has been so awesome. One, why didn't they play him <laughs> from the start of the season? Right. And two, why pay him? Like, cool. We got an, We got another young, you know, linebacker <laughs> stud. Let's run up all the miles and dump them. You know, like, and there's like, Oh, you can't do that. Like we just did it to Roquan. <laughs> exactly. What are you talking about? Who, by the way, has looked incredible uh, in Baltimore so far. So. He's he's been he's been all right. Jack Sanborn's stats a little bit friendly. I'll I'll just say that if if you if you compare the two numbers, like Sanborn's eaten. He is eaten. Uh, let's see. Penan said I had Njoku, uh, but since uh, he is out, I picked up Evan Ingram. Okay, there you go. Good call. That that that's good. We both said that that's going to be a good matchup this week. A lot of points are going to be available, so that's good stuff. Ingram's mm -hmm. been a great tight end, except for the last three weeks. The matchups haven't been great, so I'm not really mm -hmm. looking at it as anything to worry about. I mm -hmm. actually think he's going to get back to what he's been, which six to ten points for a tight end this season is pretty good. And that's that's basically where he was in that range for the first seven, eight weeks. Right. My man, uh, Panan here, also subscribed to the channel, sir. We appreciate you. I got a nice little uh, funny sound in my ear. Like, what the hell was that? Oh, <laughs> oh my guy here. He's, he's subscribed. My man. Awesome. Good stuff. I love it. I love it. All right, back to the ROS conversation uh, for our picks. What are you looking at week 13, 14 in the playoffs? Who do you prefer more, Geno Smith or Lamar Jackson? I've been all over Geno all year. He's been incredible, but I'm sorry. I, I can't turn down Lamar because of the rushing. I mean, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Lamar can have in the next three – he's one of those few players – that he could start running it like crazy for a two-three period and literally not only get you into the playoffs, he can win you the playoffs. I mean, he's that kind of dynamic player. Right. The Ravens have a very easy schedule the rest mm -hmm. of the way, which is the other big deal. I just, as good as Geno's been, and it's been a great story. He's an absolute top 10 quarterback this year, but Lamar's upside. I just, I can't let that go with the rushing ability. This is the only week I want Lamar. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Geno. Uh, right. in, week, in week 13, I got to have Geno over Lamar. But for the rest of the season, you nailed it. Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, 
all perfect matchups for the quarterback position. These are all great matchups. Uh, the running should be there um, against Cleveland. The passing should be there up against Pittsburgh. The passing should be there up against Atlanta. And then he can Pittsburgh. do whatever he wants against Atlanta. He can run. He can exactly. pass. He can probably kick against Atlanta if he wanted to. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not trusting the legs. We we, we got to preserve. <laughs> we got to preserve those things for the running. So, yeah, this week, week 13. If the, if these guys are both somehow on your roster, I'm going with Geno. Forward from week 14 and beyond, Lamar's the guy. Uh, this one I think is the is the toughest of the bunch is Tony Pollard versus Jeff Wilson Jr. This this one I I'm still having trouble answering. What, what what's your take here? So, I mean, I spent 20 minutes seriously when you sent me the notes. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of flew through this sheet. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. pick this guy, this guy, and then I got to mm-hmm. this one, and I'm like, crap. Uh, it's tough. I'm gonna go with Pollard just because of the upside. He mm-hmm. is, I mean, let's be honest. He's had, I know it was with Zeke out, but he had a three-week stretch where his worst finish at running back was seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh Jeff Wilson is not gonna have that kind of stretch no matter what happens with the Miami offense the rest of the way. Right. And he's seeing now a 50% snap share, even in games that Zeke plays, which Dallas. I understand. I actually get now why they're doing what they're doing. They do need both mm-hmm. of these running backs. You can't just give Pollard 25, 30 carries a game. There's no way he would survive. He'd he's get he's not that. Yeah, he's not that. Exactly. Guy. But they're using him now in a manner that is just terrifying to opposing defenses. And he's scoring at such a rate now. I mean, the mm-hmm. game versus Minnesota, that touchdown catch down the sidelines. I mean, that dude is a freak, like a freak athlete. The Cowboys have a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. And Dak, I mean, he hasn't been great since he's came back. Like, he's been okay. I think they're going to really lean on the run game and that defense. Mm -hmm. I think they know that's their best way to win a championship this year. So, I'm going to take Pollard slightly, but I would love to have both of these guys as my two running backs the rest of the way. Be happy with that. Yeah, the only thing that really concerns me about Wilson, you do have uh, Mostert coming back, Mostert, Mostert, whatever. But I I love Jeff Wilson for a revenge game this week. So, it might be a similar situation where I say – you know, yeah, you want to roll out Wilson this week and then going forward, you know, it's, it's probably Pollard um, just because I feel like Wilson's going to get used in a game where there's going to be a lot of points. Um, it's a good my, problem to have, though, if you have both of those backs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We got Daniel in the chat saying, OK, don't like Kamara this week, as you should. Uh, should I chance? Uh, ooh, D. Carter, Elijah Moore, Nico Collins. Oh, God. Ne- Elijah Moore is the only one I like, and he still has like a low volume. Opportunity. I will say, I, I do like Collins this week. He was my bargain tier play. If you look at it, he's seeing a lot of targets the last couple of weeks. Cal mm-hmm. Allen, the passing game looked a little bit better last week, and mm-hmm. Collins has been consistent. Uh, in PPR, like, I mean, he's scoring that seven to 11 points every week without a touchdown. He's, mm-hmm. he's it's almost kind of like Komet and some of these other guys that go through these stretches where it's like they're so overdue for a touchdown. But uh, I would not trust Carter or more over Kamara and really probably wouldn't Collins either. Although with Cooks being out, I like him even more this week. I might just have to go with Collins. I think you just sold me because I was going to bring up a Damn garbage time. What are you talking about? Right. It was, it was All that production last week came in garbage time. But then I looked. I was like, damn, the two weeks prior, he has 17 targets total and 10 he's, total He's catches. been really featured lately. Uh, again, this is the great part about doing a DFS pod is we nerd out on stats. And it really right, right. is shocking because Collins every week is somebody that like fantasy pros and those plays are saying is mm. one of the best values at their price. And we're going, why? And then you really look into it. He's getting a lot of t- – he just hasn't scored a touchdown. He just needs a touchdown, and he's going to have a game of 15 points or more. I, I can't start Kamara. I, I just can't do it. So I'll go no, it's, probably, it's probably smart. I, I like it. All right. 
plus golf or white for QB uh, Juju. Juwan, Juwan Johnson, Juwan Johnson, Juwan, Juwan, uh, Johnson. I believe he was on the injury report. He's a late ad. Um, so I probably lean Dolchich there uh, because if someone's going to catch the ball for the Broncos, it'll be him. Like, I don't, I don't like it. Johnson was on a run where he had like, what was like four touchdowns in five weeks. And that came to an end last week. He didn't have, I don't think he had a target. It's. I, uh, I got I left mean, holding the, the goose egg there. Dallas yeah, I, I would still up. probably lean Johnson if he's healthy, though, over him, just because, I mean, I think he scored a touchdown in four out of the last six games. Right. Uh, and, I mean, for a tight end, again, when you're scraping the barrel, you got one guy that's got like four or five touchdowns. Really, I mean, since that first explosion game, Deloach mm-hmm. hasn't really done much. Uh, I, I would lean, though, White over golf. Uh, they both have really good matchups. Mm-hmm. But I just think Minnesota is guaranteed to score points, uh, even against that Jets D. I just – people keep disrespecting them. That's fine. I know the DVA mm-hmm. OA numbers are not bad. People are saying Sauce Gardner. Guys, Sauce Gardner does not follow receivers. The Vikings are going to line up Justin Jefferson in the slot all day. They're not going to let Sauce be on That matchup everybody's talking about, it's not going to happen. Uh, so the Vikings are going to score points. I just think that White's going to be in a situation where they're throwing more than where – Golf, you talked about. I like Jamal Williams a lot this week as well. I think they're going to be able to run the ball in Jacksonville. That's that's where I was going with it. Is that I feel like the game flow will benefit Jamal Williams, even DeAndre Swift, whatever mm-hmm. whatever touches they give him the privilege to have. <laughs> still super weird. Um, I feel like White will be the better quarterback because of that game flow, where Jamal Williams is leading running backs and scoring touchdowns. Like, come on, like keep keep that one simple. Johnson and Dolchich is still really tough for me. Like, I think both are boomer bust. Just pretty playing. much every tight end, though, right now. Yeah, right? yeah, you're, like, you're right, you're right. Like, no, believe me, no, I, I was riding Juwan Johnson when Dallas Goddard get hurt. Like, I saw today someone someone wrote up a thing that Goddard is trying to get back as soon as possible. Oh, be, Lord, my, yeah. Thank you so much. Look on the waiver wires just I, in case. I, there's no one. There is no one. No, like, I'm it, talking about to go try to pick up Goddard if he's trying to get back because, you know, maybe somebody has not oh, come yeah, on yeah, IR yeah. or dropped him and stash him. Dumbies. Uh, and then he's got the Niners defense or run with Seattle or Cleveland. I will go Cleveland there. They're going to score a touchdown. They're, they're, they're going to score a touchdown. Kyle Allen's the opposing quarterback. I trust that to happen again. So I definitely like Seattle or Cleveland. I mean, the Rams, no cup, no Stafford. Uh, I think that's a good matchup. That's going to be a home mm. game for Seattle in LA. Right. The, I'm fascinated by this Niners Dolphins game because Basically, this is going to decide if the league can play zone defense against this Dolphins offense or right. not. Because if the Niners can't do it with their skill players at linebacker and pass rusher and stuff, nobody can. And I'm just fascinated because I think if the Dolphins torch this defense, look out. The Dolphins might be a legit Super Bowl contender. I, I think we should say that they are at this point. I mean, I I, I don't see anything on defense that's like – exemplif or like you know really bad to the point right. where I'm just like well they got a lot of talent on defense I'm actually been surprised they haven't been a little bit better but their mm-hmm. offense is just sick when they have two and the receivers and now with Wilson I mean right. they're just loaded they're mid they're like a mid tier team like I'd mentioned who was the the comp that we had uh yeah it was the the Rams and the Dolphins both have mid tier like defense against receivers so 21.1 fancy points allowed per game to receivers it's really not that bad it's middle middle of the pack here all right, see, that's what he says. Collins was what I was thinking. Do, 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 do. I don't know. I can't go through all that, but that's 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 your positions. That's that's your team. It says I'm starting Cooper and Godwin and have Juju at flex 
And right now he's going to sit Burks and Sutton. That's the right call. That's, That's the right call for sure. Yeah. Yep. This game will tell if Miami offense is legit. Yep. Correct. Mm-hmm. What else we got here? Trade, trade Lazard, Foreman, and Dobbins for Mike Williams. Is it Dynasty or or redraft? Because yeah, that's it's really not Dynasty. Important. I'm not taking Mike Williams right now. I, I just don't know if he can ever play. I mean, it's like every week they've already right. ruled him out again this week. It's like what the hell yeah, is going no. on? He was one of those guys that I was hoping was going to return. He was one of those eight. Not going to happen. Uh, my RBs are Dalvin Cook, Gibson, Foreman, and Dobbins, and my wide receivers are Lockett, Marquise Brown, Traylon Burks, and Lazard. I think I'm holding there. It's yeah, redraft. I like your receiver cores, anyway. Yeah. What do you? I mean, for redraft, like you're buying Williams for three weeks, right? You know, I don't think that's worth it. Foreman's on a buy; he's going to come back. He's been getting great volume. Lazard's been everything Williams has this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, Dobbins. I mean, in in redraft, I, I mean, you're you're just you're just holding on. Panthers have a cake schedule too, so don't give up on Mm -hmm. Foreman yet. The way they've been running the ball, like he could have a really big impact in fantasy playoffs. I really believe Mm -hmm. that. Uh, in Dynasty, I traded uh, away Rashad Bateman, of course, on the on the IR and a fourth round pick for him. I felt pretty good about. No, it. that's a. I mean, I'm serious. The Panthers' schedule is cake. No, well, there you go. Yeah, hang on to him. All right. Uh, let's see. Last one here for the ROS conversation. We've got Devonta Smith for the Eagles or Juju Smith-Schuster for the Kansas City Chiefs. Which way are you for, going here? For me, this is easy. It's Schuster. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, he was injured, obviously, in the game versus Jacksonville. He only played 30 percent of the snaps versus the Ram last week. Before mm-hmm. that. He had really filled, I don't want to say a Tyreek Hill void because that's not really fair. They did different things. But, I mean, in his previous three games before the, the injury, 25 targets, 22 catches, averaging over 100 receiving yards, two touchdowns. He had became mm-hmm. the, you know, 1B to Kelsey's 1A in that offense. And, I mean, look how valuable it is. I mean, Michael Hardman was having a great season, again, because of this huge void that Tyreek Hill left. And Devontae Smith is just going to pick up scraps from A.J. Brown. And it's it's a whole different scraps to me than it is with Kelsey, who is obviously going to take up a very specific role. And I still think that leaves a lot for Schuster to where with Devontae Smith, it's just like one out of every five games. Mm-hmm. He has a monster game. Other than that, it's like four catches for 40 yards. Right. I, I like Devontae Smith out of the fact that Dallas Goddard has been out. Right. But it's sounding like. Dallas Goddard will come back for at least our fantasy Huge playoffs. for the Eagles, man, like right. for the rest of their season, too. So when he went down, it really has felt like Devontae Smith has picked up that that share. It's not like they used Jack's stole or, right. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever his name is. The other guy. What's his Some Grant, big lug. <laughs> some other guy. was. I, I keep calling the other guy et cetera because it's like Caletra Cal- or something like that. I was like, yeah, that's, uh, that's et cetera. So it's not Caletimia. Cal- I can't say his last name. Country I, I, people. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just been calling him et cetera. Um, so yeah, you don't really <laughs> trust those guys. The last three games, Smith, definitely a Bible uh, fantasy asset. You know, you're looking at four, six, six, and six catches in his last three games. And he has a touchdown through there and he's got a high yards uh, per catch total. So there's good things to like from him, but this is another situation where we're targeting, you know, a more vertical offense, right? Like yep. the identity of the Eagles has been for them to still run the ball. They're still getting Gainwell and Scott involved and 400 Sanders. yards last week. Exactly. And Jalen and Jalen Hurts rushed for damn 150 plus, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, that's still a big identity of their team. And I feel like the Kansas City Chiefs are 
they just signed Melvin Gordon. They're trying to figure out the running right. game still, they, yep. you know, to a degree, right? They just mm-hmm. gave Isaiah Pacheco 22 carries. Like exactly, that's, that's not. It's still Nobody not had that on their bingo card this year. Exactly, that's still not an ideal situation. Great for Pacheco owners, not so great if you're like trying to operate a football team right. and score points, you know, up against an NFL defense, right? So yeah, it's it's tough for me to to lean with uh, Smith in an offense like I said that just um, has that uh, that running identity more so and. At minimum, I feel like Goddard will be back in two to three weeks. So he, I feel like he's going to make a late season push, and that's going to drop Smith's value just a little bit. Uh, Matt Chen was asking, do we trust Lazard ROS? I do, mm-hmm. because if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, he has been one of his reliable targets. Obviously, Watson has come on, but that's just more of just random, you know, football production, really. Like the seven, what would you say, was seven and four or seven and yeah, three? Yeah, he's had seven and three games, which is ridiculous. That's but, like I mean, that, you this, can't keep up with that. That's not a pace that you can maintain. Yep. And honestly, Lazard was a guy that we were constantly saying, oh, he can't ma- maintain this touchdown right. percentage. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible. It continues to happen, though, in this Packers offense. So I trust Lazard. I feel like the Packers are really going to go into like win now mode. There'll be a lot more passing. I, I still like. Don't this you think Watson helps Lazard? Because I do. I think by having yeah. another receiver yeah. out there, it just makes Lazard, you know, not I, the hey, focal I, point of you know secondaries. I had Lazard uh, for the anytime touchdown last week. That was uh, that was a big miss. But again, if he didn't get it last week, I'm betting he does this week. So he's someone that I trust going forward. Who do I like more, uh, Foreman or Wilson? The reason I like Foreman more is just the the perceived volume going forward. Jeff Wilson has Mostert next to him. McDaniel is moving the ball all over this offense. I saw a damn clip today where he says, hey, I don't know if you guys think I'm crazy, but I'm just going to only pass on this possession. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> or on this drive or whatever. Like, first off, A1 quality content. Keep it up, oh, Mike McDaniel. Yep. Like, pr- protect that man at all costs. That's for certain. But you just really don't know what they're going to do with that offense. They're going to be very creative. They're going to use both running backs. They have high-end receivers. They're getting guys like, you know, uh, what, what's what's his first name? What's Smythe's first name? Uh, David, right? Or is it Daniel? One of the two. Uh, some, something Smythe. He's he got stealing. Tua for one of the QBs and Sam yeah. Darnold for the other. Which team do you think is going to run it more? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, give me Foreman there. He he had a couple of weeks of over 30 touches. He's, yeah, he's a lot he's of opportunity. Good, man. Like, he and did it the same thing in Tennessee last year. Like, when he gets mm-hmm. an opportunity, dude's good. Nope, he was definitely uh, someone that was on my radar just through that signing because he was brought on to Carolina early on. At, you know, we were all talking about CMC getting moved. You know, if, if things weren't working, he was a huge sell candidate. So, it's really worked out. Um, you know, for most people though, you didn't stash them all season long. You, nope. you know, you most likely got them off waivers or like me, I made a trade for him to, to get him on my roster because he felt like a, a good late season buy that's affordable. You didn't have to spend a lot to get them, you know? All right. That is the rest of our ROS picks. So we are going to now head out of the show, just doing some quick over under picks, one at each position. Keith been a pleasure, sir, as always. Oh man. We- Anytime. Oh, we got you, sir. All right, so over-under projection picks. This is PPR. Quarterbacks don't catch passes, but Dak Prescott, <laughs> 19 and a half fantasy points over or under this week versus the Indianapolis Colts. I think he's over. He's surpassed the number three or four, and some of the QBs in, in recent weeks to surpass that number versus this D is mm-hmm. Carr and Heineke. So I think he, he does get over it. Yeah, I'm going the over as well because I believe it's going to be a friendly matchup going up against Indianapolis, who I feel will have their offense stalled at different points in this game. Dallas Cowboys, I'm not saying they're world beaters on defense. They're, they definitely have holes that can be beat, but the overall product is pretty strong, right? So I'm expecting that they're going to force at least a turnover, perhaps two, and they're going to get something in some good field position. It's going to drive up uh, Dak's uh, production and, and fantasy numbers. Uh, next one up here. 
Seems kind of like a friendly number. What do you think? Joe Mixon against Kansas City. It's also at home. 13 and a half fantasy points coming off the injury. I'm going to actually go under. Uh, I think Perrine has kind of earned a spot in this offense, and Mm -hmm. I really think that they're going to throw on this Chiefs defense. I I mean, if you look, the Chiefs Mm -hmm. are one of the worst teams versus fantasy QBs, despite having two games where I think the QBs combined for like 17 points playing the backups of Malik Willis and last week with Perkins. So they should be a lot worse. I mean, they've given up multiple touchdowns, I think, in nine of 11 games. Mm. I expect them to do it a lot through the air, and they're not going to want to overdo Mixon first week back. They need him moving forward. Perrine obviously has shown that he can, you know, pick up the slack. I think Mm -hmm. it's, again, that's a friendly number, but I think he's slightly under. I think he can fall into the end zone. I'm going to say it's a slight over. So, I mean, it's maybe it's a better number than I thought then because I felt I felt like it was kind of low in a matchup where, you know, I'm feeling like there's going to be a lot of points to go around. And like I said, I'm leaning early for touchdowns to running backs and tight ends as they grind it out with, you know, all the intensity and aggressiveness and all the emotions pouring into the building at kickoff. So uh, I'll take a slight edge. Give me like 14 to 15, barely on the over. Um, Keenan Allen versus the Raiders. 12 and a half fantasy points. Is he fully back? If this was 90s radio, I'd say this is the stone cold lock of the millennium. Uh, <laughs> way over. This is the worst defense against opposing slot receivers in the NFL. Christian Kirk versus this D. Eight receptions, 76 yards, a touchdown. Pierre Cam- or Paris Campbell, seven receptions, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Keenan Allen's way better than either of those guys. He's, his snap mm-hmm. count is up, and he plays 54% of the snaps in the slot. I think his floor this week, we talked about him on the DFS pod, is at least 16, 17 points. So over 16 and a half points, what do you think? Oh, he's over. Okay, sure. all right. Well, then we're taking the over 12 and a half then for sure. I, I like it a lot. It was kind of a lower number. Uh, I thought I take all of these from just like league scoring. So like right. where, I've, no, no. where I have Keenan Allen, that's, that's the number that they're laying for him. That's his quote unquote projection. So we're feeling pretty good about him. Definitely going to go to the over. It's a plus matchup. They're going to score a lot of points. My only concern would just be, you know, Everett or Palmer, you know, stealing the teddy, you know, but I feel like he can probably hit this number even with just uh, his catches and his total yards. I agree. Next one up, Tyler Higby, nine and a half fantasy points to the Seattle Seahawks, who are one of the better matchups for tight ends. You said that it's definite, right? That uh, what's his name is starting the uh, Wolford. Wolford. Yeah, Wolford's the starter. He's listed. That's who. That's who's listed right now. Unless they pulled, you know, like so. A if, he, if he starts, and Peterman, I situation. will take the over because I don't know who the hell else they're going to throw to without Cooper Cup in. He's been one of the most targeted uh, tight ends in football. Period. And the fact that the Seahawks are garbage versus tight ends, so I will take the over. But if it ends up being Perkins again, I want no part of it. It's really tough for me because a couple of weeks back when Tampa Bay played Seattle, I was like, Kate Otten, guys, right. hire him up. It's a great matchup. Did you see what he did the past couple of weeks? Come on. <laughs> Tom's passing the ball like 40, 50 plus times. Like he, he kind of like two catches. It was. It we was didn't awful. think that Rashad White was going to run it 30 times in that game to your defense. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but this is why we do this. You know, we, we're, we're not right. doing this for fun. <laughs> we're, true. We got our DFS lineups. We got to be right at some point. Right. So like. It, yeah, it didn't feel good holding that bag. So, um, I don't know. I might just say push. <laughs> like, I, I can't. I can't really make up my mind here because I don't trust Tyler Higby. I don't believe he had a. Did he have a catch last week? I don't he think he had not. a target. No. He didn't have a target. Yep. But that was with Bryce Perkins yeah. at quarterback. So, like, 
It's a big difference. I think the last game is with Wolford, he had like, well, I think he had four receptions in the last game with Wolford. Okay, so like, okay. they at least throw to him, you know. Sure, sure. Yeah, he'll at least And look Cup at him. is out. So, I mean, that's well, the other thing was Cup was not playing last time Wolford, or excuse me, Cup was playing last time Wolford gotcha, started. Gotcha. So. Okay. Well, we also have Allen Robinson out. You're left with, was it Van Jefferson, <laughs> wide receiver one, fire and I can't even all. say the other white dude's uh, name. Lance I mean, McCutcheon? Like, no, no, this is Oh, uh, Ben Skoranek. Ben yeah, Skoranek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Country boy. Sorry. I have some Ben Skoranek, so <laughs> I've learned the pronunciation, you know? But it's really funny because during speaking of pronunciations, I was like desperately this offseason practicing Albert Okwebunam. <laughs> like, right. And he actually got some action last week. And then he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything all season. I was like, I have to get this right. He's going to be a big deal. I was wrong. <laughs> he is nothing this season. You say you did something last week? Yeah, he actually saw touches and with uh, what's his name out again this week, the immortal. Uh, what is the white dude that played New England for forever? Why am I blanking on it for the Texans? Uh, God Almighty! But anyway, he's uh, he's out this week. He's supposed. I think he had like eight carries last week. So okay, all right, all right. You were ahead of your time. Go fire up some Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek. Yeah, no, nah, well, that's I, gonna I, that's gonna be like watching paint dry that game. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. All right. Well, you got anything to share with the folks before we head out? Let them know where they can find you on Twitter, you know, whatever you're working on weekly, where they can find your content. Yeah, man. Uh, my Twitter account is at Keith Fleming, just like on the screen. That's two M's. Please do go follow or at the Daily Fix pod. It is the Fantasy and Frames DFS pod. Uh, me and my boy Joe the Brain Mats have been crazy on fire. Uh, last week, our optimal lineup of the 29 plays was 213 points. Nice. We had a lineup two weeks ago of our 28 plays that would have won the millionaire. That's the first time we've ever done that. Did we win the millionaire? Of course not, but it was there. So that's good. But we really have, we've, we've been doing really well. We've had some great guests, including yours truly right there. Justin had Joe Pepe on this week who let us know that he's going to do a charity boxing match in March. And he said, yeah. if we get $5,000, uh, you know, for the charity, he will guarantee he's going to knock the dude out in the first 30 seconds. So I'm going to make it a mission to get to that, but also please check out the fantasy and frames, uh, Twitter page, Instagram, and the website is incredible. A lot of cool stuff. We just are releasing the chasing upside article tomorrow where the staff as a whole gives QB running back, et cetera. And then we have a Sunday morning show that usually starts at nine 30, where we answer whatever fantasy questions you have. So check that out. That's on the fantasy and frames YouTube page. Good stuff. Good stuff. Appreciate you coming on brother. Appreciate everybody listening and following. Be sure to smash the like button. If you're watching live now, be sure to download the episode. If you're listening after the fact, uh, be well, be good. Have a great week 13. And if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.